Thanks for tuning in to the Replatform podcast, sponsored by Ampliant, an API-first headless CMS and DAM in one, and Clavio, an email and SMS marketing automation platform. You're listening to myself, James Gerd, and my co-host, Paul Rogers. How are you, mate? Ready for another episode? Yep, absolutely, yeah. It's been a very fast, heavy uh, day today with these recordings. Excellent. Hello to regular listeners. Uh, warm welcome. If you join us for the first time, thank you, uh, and we're glad you found us. You'll be truly, truly overwhelmed by the excitement of e-commerce that we'll bring to you today. Uh, do subscribe to get alerts. We drop a new episode every week, and we'd love a like on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, etc. You make us feel very, very happy about ourselves. So today we are on to reducing e-commerce payment friction with one-click checkout specialist Fast. So this is going to be a cracking episode. Fast have been in the in the news loads recently, and uh, ironically, we've just or interestingly, we've just recorded two episodes not not planned uh, who happen to be Fast customers. So it's like the ultimate triangles coming together. Um, what we're going to cover today. False mission for e-commerce, what impact they're having on conversion and the payment methods they're supporting and where they might be going. So a warm welcome to co-founder and CEO Dom. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Um, where are you today for our listeners? I mean, I'm in Tampa, Florida. So uh, the, the sunny end of, of the United States in this cold winter. Yeah, yeah. you're definitely <laughs> going to be warmer than I am today. Um, <laughs> before we start asking loads of uh, uh, questions, can you give our, our listeners a bit of an introduction of who you are and what you do at Fast and also how, how do you position Fast? Sure. Yeah. So, um, hi, I'm the I'm Dom. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Fast. Um, I started the company in 2019, uh, March 2019. So we're nearly three years old. Um, and 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 maybe to give you the kind of two minute um, background, I uh, had shut down my last company. Toe uh, ran out of money and shut down my last company. Took a couple of months off, and um, sadly, my son was in hospital for a few weeks. He's fine now, but we had my wife's grandmother staying with us who um, you know, was trying to buy groceries at our house one night, forgot a password and just couldn't check out. I remember thinking it was kind of so crazy how hard it was for people to buy things, how the flow was broken. doesn't make sense why everyone has to have a password individually for every site, why we have to fill in the same checkout information on every site um, from scratch. And uh, and so we started fast. I started fast to to kind of solve that. And um yeah, you know, it's it's been a it's been a really fast journey to kind of get here. And the way that we position fast is one click checkout, right? Which is exactly what what the product does. It's a button that says fast checkout. You click it, and it says order complete. Um, it's also the world's greatest oversimplification of a company because we have a very deep and rich product ecosystem behind um, that button. But um, you know, to give you an idea, uh, as I said, the button is a one click checkout. But there is some nuance in that one click from where is the most important question. I think that we should be talking about. Because um, I actually say we're not a payments company, right? Now, payment is a big part of what we do. We do take payment um, as part of that checkout. But checkout is so much more than payment, right? If you look at the people who run checkout at brands, they don't just optimize payments, right? You can see payment teams of brands who, who operate payments. Um, checkout is much more than that. And if you think about the typical flow of e-commerce, you click add to cart, view cart, checkout, enter your email address, hit next, and, you know, either enter a password if you've been there before or enter an address if you haven't then here next, and then they say, how do you want to pay? And then you've got like 10 payment buttons, right? Everyone's trying to optimize it like last click. For fast, we sit right at the front of that process, right? So there's typically on the product page, you'll see a fast checkout button or add to cart. And so you can buy in one click right from the moment that you're looking at the product. You can skip the entire process thereafter. Um, you can still have a fast checkout button in the cart and checkout. We sit there as well. But the biggest lift that we give brands is sitting at a product level, um, and it's pretty unique. Most brands refuse to have other payment buttons sitting at a product page level, but because of our batching technology, we are on every single product page of every one of our merchants. 
Great. Um, so I'll ask first question. Um, initially, this was a bit more about the, kind of the mission, but I think you've already covered some of that. Um, so you started in 2019. I didn't realize it was that recent that you started. And I think um, a lot of people have seen you everywhere. Obviously, there's loads of, uh, been loads of stuff in the news about like you raising money and everything else. Um, how have you grown in those three years? And who are some of the kind of big brand customers you've got? Yeah. So, you know, we, we have grown extremely quickly, um, I, th- I think, which is fairly obvious, but, um, you know, we, we aren't quite three years old. In fact, our checkout only launched in September 2020, so about 18 months ago. Um, despite that, we have over a thousand live merchants today, right? And we pretty much signed up the first thousand SME merchants in our first 12 months, which is very, very quick. Um, but over the last six months, We've been selling into a lot of big enterprise, both in the US, in the UK, in um, in Australia, and um, you know, for some of those key brands in the UK, um, Revolution Beauty is a is a great customer of ours. Um, large, obviously, large global beauty brand, but headquartered in the UK. Um, we're a great partner. Femlux, another great um, uh, fashion company in in the UK. Obviously, Worth, uh, as you mentioned before, Afro Drops. Um, we have quite a number of um, large UK deals um, already live today. Um, as well as a number that are launching soon and being announced soon. We have a number of very, very large um, UK-based brands that you can expect to be coming on board soon. Um, On top of that, Tottenham Hotspur in the UK is also um, going live with Fast very soon, both online on their websites. You can buy all of your merchandise in one click, um, as well as off-site and in stadiums, right? In fact, just on the the weekend past, we actually had um, branding throughout the um, Tottenham Stadium and... um, and you can expect to be able to buy merchandise using fast checkout and QR codes at every one of their home games moving forward as well. Great. And then, um, so James spoke to Worth, who you just mentioned, uh, I think it was last week or the week before. Um, I couldn't join, but I know they said that 20% of their checkouts were going through fast and they said um, lots of positive things. What percentage of checkouts typically go through fast versus the standard checkout? And a question that I have um, is, like how many people have the two options? Because like I asked the person we had on earlier, like why have the other checkout option? Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know whether it's that you maybe, I don't know if you support uh, some of the other third parties maybe, and we can come on to that later on. But yeah, how many people typically have both options versus one as well? So most of our merchants have, uh, not even just two options, most of our merchants will have multiple options, right? PayPal, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Amazon Pay, PayPal, Klarna, you know, whatever, um, pick your payment buttons. And then so you can have, you you can think of standard or we call it slow checkout as the form that maybe can have credit card and then have the other payment buttons. Most of our merchants have a panel, right? They probably have five or six different mechanisms to to pay in some um, capacity. Um, Across our entire merchant network, our average share of wallet quarter to date is over 31%. So 31% of all transactions roll through fast as opposed to other payment methods of any type, whether it's the merchant using slow checkout with credit card, whether it's PayPal, Apple Pay, Google Pay. We typically have the highest share of wallet of any express checkout method um, that there is. And um, now to your point, we do have merchants who go exclusive, who take remove everything else. It's actually becoming more and more popular 
we don't push for it. Um, we don't push for it up front, frankly, because it's easier and for us to do deals. And we know that just by the merchant installing, we have a very large share of wallet instantly. We don't need to push the merchant into giving us more share of wallet like proactively because what happens is consumers use a button, right? They, it's the fastest way for them to buy anything. Huge portion of their customers will use it straight away without any extra incentive. And then over time, to a point, merchants do start removing other buttons on their own, right? Because they're like, you know what? We don't need to have seven options anymore because fast can serve all of these customers and they'll actually do it at a higher percentage rate, like as in a higher conversion version rate than if we have five or six other options. But we don't dictate it. We don't need to have a heavy foot or a heavy hand with negotiations. We're like very easy to do business with. But we do see a lot of people removing removing options over time. And you talked about the the, the speed being that that's the key thing. It's one click, but it's also the speed at which you're doing it. Have you have you time stamped it anywhere? Uh, do you have any data you can share in terms of like you know how much time improvements it gives to the customer? Because the end customer benefit is obviously the key driver for usage here. For sure, yeah. I, so um, it's a really good question. We've got more and more data coming through all the time. Um, one of our largest integrations to date um, is a merchant in the US who we haven't announced yet, so I won't say the exact merchant name, but it's, it's a billion dollar plus um, seller, right? It's a very, very large site. And it's actually the most responsive integration too. Their APIs are, are, are more responsive than any other platform we've integrated with so far. And the average checkout is about two and a half seconds, right? For, for somebody who's used Fast before, it's extremely quick. Compare that to typical checkout, um, I believe that PayPal, typically in, in the industry, not by our not by our metrics, but by industry metrics, a, a PayPal user, so this is an existing PayPal user, the typical checkout takes 63 seconds, I believe, a minute and three seconds. And so um, this is for a returning user um, for PayPal checking out. So it, it's, an, it's a huge time increase. And what you're calculating there is actually still only the saving of time for on-site checkout. One of the most incredible parts of Fast is not just on-site checkouts, off-site checkout. This is our headless checkout. Um, this is, we talked about, you know, uh, Tottenham Hotspur and, and rolling out QR codes so you can buy a jersey in stadium, right? This isn't about taking you, it's giving you a link to go search their merchandise site and then go add to cart, view cart, checkout and go through 10 steps. This is about scan the code, instantly buy a jersey, right? Scan the code, instantly buy a scarf. Um, and it's obviously not just QR codes. You know, um, over the holidays, we work with Saxoff Fifth, obviously a huge $500 million a year um, business in the US um, to integrate fast. And they were rolling out headless checkout campaigns on GQ, usweekly.com, popsugar.com, some of the biggest um, uh, publishers in the world, so that you can buy directly from the gift guide on these publications. You are buying it from Saxoff Fifth, natively integrated into their commerce platform. You can use their coupon codes, everything else. But it meant that um, business uh, consumers could buy in one click. So it's two and a half seconds to buy from a gift guide on GQ, buying it directly from Saxel Fifth. So, you know, again, where PayPal is, is measuring the time at the end of a checkout funnel for you to check out, we're measuring the time from the point of inspiration, vastly different. Um, you know, you could be talking about difference of like 10 plus minutes compared with our, our checkout speed. And I think this is a really exciting part of what we do. Yeah, it makes sense. I've seen, um, I think a lot of people have seen the Instagram ads where you have the two checkouts next to each other. Um, I've seen that loads of times. Um, so you mentioned Tottenham there, and obviously James spoke with Worth before. Um, a lot of the businesses that I've seen adopt fast have been big commerce. Is that a big kind of focus for you? Have you got kind of a big 
planned kind of go-to-market strategy with them? Yeah, so um, BigCommerce have been a, a phenomenal partner and, and obviously still are. I'm a big fan of the BigCommerce ecosystem and team. Uh, they were the first platform that we supported as a company. Um, so when we launched in September 2020, we launched with support for only for BigCommerce merchants. And so we scaled throughout that ecosystem. I think today we support something like 500 big commerce merchants we have live um maybe maybe north of that number now um so it's a really considerable part of our ecosystem by volume of merchants um what we have seen obviously as we go into like large large enterprise and strategic billion dollar plus accounts a lot of them are running homegrown platforms so we've seen a shift in the processing volume that we do where a lot of that in the higher end which we've been onboarding lately has been in homegrown platforms but e-commerce is still a large ecosystem over 60,000 merchants they control tens of billions of dollars in in GMV across their merchant base so it's a you know it's a key opportunity for us and and, and a great partner the platform um, means that we can offer you know a, a great checkout experience to businesses at all size it takes us 30 minutes to get a big commerce store live like it's very very quick and this could be a merchant that turns over tens of millions of dollars a year or more um, so it's it, it really is an exceptional platform and partner for us. A question I've got around um, one of the features that I think really stands it apart because I've used it as a customer. I've used it on Worth, uh, a few other stores. I can't remember which ones. But the bit I loved and I hadn't understood initially was that you can edit your basket. Uh, is it up to five minutes afterwards or is it set? But to, Does the retailer set that length for how long the basket can be edited or do you? It's configurable per merchant. Great question. And so um, batching is one of our most unique features in market, right, of, of anyone else. This is also the sole reason why merchants put us on product pages, right? And, and it is a very, very important um, feature set. So it's not PayPal, Apple Pay, Google Pay. These payment buttons could be on product page, right? You can link to checkout from the product page. Retailers refuse to because there isn't a retailer that only wants to sell one item, right? It's, retailers want to sell multiple items. And if you have one of these typical checkout buttons or just a link to checkout from the product page, then you're sending people through that um, conversion flow all the way for one for each item individually. So even if a consumer shopped on a merchant site for, say, five minutes and they bought three items, the merchant would have three orders sitting in their order management system. Their warehouse or their fulfillment centers would fulfill three orders individually. So each item would turn up in its own box, right, which means the merchant's tripling their shipping and handling cost. It means that your, the consumer's card is being charged three times. So the merchant is paying three payment fees, right? And so the fixed fee component, they're paying each time. So the economics of the order, it's go, you know, go to, um, in the complete wrong direction for a merchant, right? Because their costs go up at the same time, the average order values and items per order go down. So when we first built checkout, we knew this, right? But obviously, for a consumer, the fastest and easiest way for them to buy is from the product page, right, from the moment that they're looking at a product. And we all know that there's one extremely um, successful e-commerce company in, the, in Amazon that has a buy now button on every product page, right? It's very clear that buy now, like being able to buy from the product page is the best way to, to maximize the amount of you know um, the sales that you'll bring in. The difference is that Amazon have lots and lots of engineers that built batching for themselves, right? So that you know if you click buy now, buy now, buy now from Amazon, it'll all turn up in the same box a few days later, right? And they'll only charge your card once. They built batching for themselves. We are the only company outside of Amazon that built that exact same technology, but we build it for every other merchant. So you can click fast checkout, fast checkout, fast checkout. It'll all turn up in the same box a few days later. For the merchant uh, only gets charged one payment fee, only one you know shipping and handling cost from their fulfillment centers. And for the consumer, 
not only can you edit your order, so you can do things like change quantity, add or remove products. You can um, change your address, change the card you want to use. You can add a coupon code after the fact, right? Um, and of course, you can keep browsing the site and buy more items. And so batching is this incredible feature that not only... Um, keeps the economics um, in, in, you know, in, in situ with where the merchant wants them, we can actually increase the economics for them, right? We can do post-purchase upsells, natively integrated into our own checkout. So you, we can make better suggestions for consumers as to what they probably want to buy along with this product. And we do that really well and it greatly increases average order values. So um, batching is an incredible feature, very, very unique in market. And frankly, it's been one of our biggest levers for growth to date. But um, to answer your question uh, directly, Yes, um, the 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 batching window is configurable per merchant. It defaults to five minutes. Most merchants have it set at five minutes. It's a great time for e-commerce, but it resets every time you make a change to the order. The five minute resets, right? So if you add a product, another five minutes. If you change the card, another five minutes. If you keep, if you're still browsing, the highlight idea is while you're shopping, then we want to keep that window alive, right? There's no point in cutting that off. But as soon as you're done, five minutes after your last step, then we will process the order and away you go. And that, that be, the point you mentioned about it being one order, not three orders, and therefore not duplicating transaction fees. How does it behind the scenes? Is it are you simply pre-authing stuff then until that uh, checkout that that five minutes has elapsed, and then it's the we capture order. we capture at the end of the term. Yeah, in the same way that Amazon does. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very similar. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and I guess linked to that because features is is such a key thing for for like retailers looking at what's the added benefit to just having a speedy checkout mm-hmm. what have been the kind of key new features or integrations uh that have come in recently and what's planned for 2022 for sure so headless checkout is the most transformative thing i think happening in commerce right and so you know i, I think it's pretty clear that in five years from now most commerce won't be happening on a brands.com or .co.uk right, is the reality is that um, most commerce is shifting to social commerce, live streaming commerce, um, you know, every content platform is trying to bring commerce functionalities on site, we've got apps like List or, you know, whatever else, is, um, you know, there are all of these discovery sources and all of these discovery sources are now trying to bring the transaction into onto their platform. Why make the consumer leave, right? Why make, why given a crappy affiliate link where they can't get attribution anymore and send them elsewhere? And how can we start to monetize the actual transaction as opposed to just the eyeballs? And so, and brands are desperately trying to be able to solve through these channels or would love to, and the channels themselves are desperate to bring that functionality in-house. What hasn't existed is the actual infrastructure to support that, right? You can't actually buy things from GQ. You can't actually buy things from, um, you, you know, Twitter, but what if you could? And that is what our headless checkout is. And so the button that we put on brands' websites, they can now put that button anywhere they like, right? If you're a football team, you can put in a QR code and run it, you know, throughout the stadium. If you're a publisher, you can embed the button natively into articles and gift guides and reviews. You know, if you're a social network, you can embed, you know, you can have the link in Instagram stories, you can have, you know, links in Twitter. Um, and for brands as well, we have CRM teams who are using it in emails and SMS, embedding the button into emails and SMS. Um, and we have performance teams using it display ads. And so this is really transformative. It means it turns every single marketing channel for a brand into an instantly transactable channel. Uh, and it, so frankly, Fast isn't a payments product, which is optimizing this last click. We're a growth product, right? Brands are taking it on and going, all right, so if we're on board with Fast, suddenly we can sell through 
the entire publisher group and publishers will start writing reviews and gift guides, including our products. And we start to see orders coming in. And so we're getting to a point that a brand can integrate with fast on the back end. And we can, um, you know, soon we'll be able to start giving them orders before they've even put in the buttons on their own website. Um, so it's, it's, it's really um, a sort of amazing shift that's happening in commerce. And I think really, really exciting. Awesome. Um, James and I was master. I think you might be our most energetic podcast guest ever. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. I love how passionate you are about it. Um, so onto the tech stack. So you've talked a bit, or we've talked a bit about big commerce and you've got kind of an out of the box, I'd imagine app um, integration with them or payments integration with them. How does the integration look for kind of people that are on homegrown platforms like you talked about? So what other platforms are you working with? Um, yep. And then also what does the tech stack look, look like generally for us? Yeah, for sure. So, so we support most um, things these days. So, to give you an idea on the platforms we support, we support Big Commerce we, uh, out of the box, Big Commerce, WooCommerce, Magento, Salesforce Commerce Cloud, um, Commerce Tools, Oracle ATG, uh, a couple other smaller platforms, and homegrown platforms. Right. So we have a direct. We call it direct integrations. It's a set of APIs that let any merchant integrate with Fast, um, and we have uh, you know phenomenal solutions team that will work with them to get them up and running. We have um, you know preset code that they can use for different stacks to kind of get up and running faster. Uh, to give you know, for for a full homegrown platform, we say two to eight weeks, two to eight weeks end to end. That's pretty much from like contract signing to being able to have buttons on their site. And a lot of that is talking about larger companies. They do have to write code if it's a homegrown platform. Of course, they have to write code to integrate because they build everything themselves. Um, but. Uh, that gives them, you know, that gives them the full suite of fast functionality, headless checkout, product page checkout, traditional checkout, everything we've spoken about, the batching window, all of that's included. Uh, it's pretty easy to get up and running and that includes, you know, testing time. So it's, you know, coming, if you think about traditional payments companies like, you know, the PayPal's, Venmo's, all these companies, they, they typically um, have much longer in-store windows just for the payments portion. And we managed to do the entire commerce integration in less time. And um, I know, obviously, you're not a payment provider, um, but do you intend on broadening the kind of payment options that you offer beyond credit card? Uh, so we do incorporate payment processing as part of checkout. You have to to be able to have that end-to-end yeah, solution. Yeah, yeah. But 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 we just don't consider ourselves a, a typical payments company in that that's not only what we do, right? And and we're far more, like we said, we are at that growth engine. Um, we absolutely will offer additional methods beyond card this year. Um, one, to cater to more geographies, that card mix is, is just lower than it is in, you know, the US or the UK. Um, but also, for, you know, so, so we'll offer it from a local payment method, but you can expect um, other payment methods that consumers are uh, using at scale now to be available within Fast. But that doesn't include other wallets, right? You, you won't see like Apple Pay within Fast Checkout because it's it's just another like card method within, within an existing wallet. Yeah, and linked to that, like some of the digital wallet payment methods are well embedded in specific devices. And you see this in other retailers where you know, Apple pay usage on iOS, where they've got a, a, a predominantly iOS audience. Do you find that that you lose out where there is that device-specific behavior already there? Or are you seeing Fast even overtaking some of those digital wallets within their their like heart heartlands to be? Yeah, so if you think about share of wallets, like I said, our share of wallet across our network today is about is over thirty one percent on average, right across our entire network. Apple Pay's share of wallet on sites that they're on is lower than that, 
Um, whether or not Fast is on that side, their share of wallet is typically in the sort of 20 to 25% range. And retailers listening would 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 understand that. And Google Pay is much lower. Google Pay is like 5% or something like that. So um, we already um, beat these payment methods in terms of share of wallet and, and consumer usage, even on sites that are on. The reality is if you're on an iOS device using Safari and you've got Apple Pay enabled, it's still faster for you to click fast checkout and buy than it is for you to use Apple Pay. Um, and plus, you can Apple Pay is at the end of a long flow, right? The end of the the traditional checkout flow. You don't have post purchase. It doesn't know what you're buying. You can buy, only buy one item at a time or whatever it is that you're looking at. Like it's so limited. Um, I, you know, I'm an Apple Pay customer. I, I use Apple Pay. I've got no problem with the product. But it's just a very um, Apple Pay is the check is the payment button of you know Web 1.5 slash 2.0, and it's the best the best experience that you could have using that. But you know we're really enabling like a, a whole new um, paradigm of commerce that that these buttons just can't do. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, the benefit, I mean, I'm an iOS user and the benefit of Apple Pay is simply I don't have to enter my card details. It's just sure. the authentication, exactly. but it's only taken off a tiny bit. The The bit that I've, I've found interesting as a consumer, not just as a consultant uh, with Fast, is that Cart editing because I I shopped yep. low. I did I sent it to Ed from Worth. I did a lot of my Christmas shopping for my kids from Worth because I love their products. Mm-hmm. And I cocked up one of the orders. And I was like, oh no! And then that usual thing of your order's gone through, and I have to phone somebody sure. or email somebody, or no, yep. sorry, it's already gone to the warehouse. You'll have to just return it. You're like, oh my god! Whereas that ability to realise that I've been a complete idiot um, yep. was was yeah. I can see why that's a, a USP. Yeah, you know, people ask all the time, like, do do are your do refund rates go up or do return rates go up when people use fast? Right, it's quite it's the opposite. They typically go down because we give people like we we make it as fast and easy as possible to buy things, but we don't make people scared to click the button, right? We want people to be ha- like fearless to click, click the button. And a lot of that comes because, yeah, you get this, you get five minutes or you get a longer period to actually modify your order or c- cancel your order if you misclicked or whatever else. And so it is so consumer friendly and it means that, yeah, we can greatly cut down on that customer experience. And even if you've left the site, right, we have sent you an email saying that the order went through, you can click the link on the email, get taken to our post-purchase experience, be the fast app and you can still edit or cancel your order from there so you have like a variety of options to to fix your order right after the point you've clicked absolutely i think that's going to be um it's going to be bigger anyway so like a lot of the dtc brands are doing like 10 minute window things like that just so you can they can do post-purchase recommendations and all of that kind of stuff um so that's going to be a big trend um so last question. So I guess like we've already kind of touched on some of the things that might be on your roadmap. And um, we did have a question on international, but I already kind of um, ate into that a little bit with um, another one of my questions. Um, but what else, what else is on your roadmap for 2022? Like what else is coming from Fast? We have a lot of very, very exciting product um, coming out of Fast. I think the, the first one is, you know, we do, we want to get the button in front of more consumers, right? Which means more sellers and larger sellers. And like I said, even in the UK, uh, you know, I would say almost, especially in the UK, you know, about 50, 60% of the logos coming out of Fast are, are really big UK-based um, companies. So there's going to be lots and lots of big brands and places for you to use Fast even more so than now. Um, but, you know, but on top of that, uh, you know, it's headless checkout really is a big push. Um, it's a push for us, it's a push for brands, it's 
push for creators. The first half of this year, you're going to start to see a lot more of headless checkout in big publishers, right? The world's biggest publishers using fast scale to enable the point of, you know, um, check out the point of inspiration. The second half of this year, you're going to see like everyday creators using it. Influencers, maybe starting with like larger influencers on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else, YouTube. But, um, but then, you know, the thing that really excites me is how can, you know, a, a, a young mom, um, who has her favorite honest company diapers, just share a link to the diapers that she uses when she posts about them on Instagram to, to a hundred other, you know, young mom followers that love, that want to share. Or, you know, for someone like me wants to share, you know, all the action sport that I do and then and the new gear that I've bought, how can I just share a link so people can buy the same thing? Or if you are a pro athlete, if, you, if you're someone that plays for Tottenham Hotspur, then how can you share a link to your jersey for your fans to buy, right? And just share a link on Instagram, let people buy it in one click. And so, you know, we're really enabling this, instant commerce for creators of all sizes and and this is where you're going to see a lot coming out of um a lot of our out of our space over the next 12 months but we also have uh, a number of other um exciting product areas i, I can't uh, talk about yet but that are coming very soon you could tell us but you'd have to kill us yes exactly and um, and all the listeners yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a little bit extreme but you know <laughs> <laughs> it take me a while yeah um focus, I've, I've got i've got one final classic question you may or may not want to answer it um sure. the, the 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 thing that always i hear when i'm talking to e-commerce teams i are oh, yeah but you know it's going to cost me x y and z or you know the percentage fees are going to make it not work with my budget. how does the fee structure with fast work compare with other um, payment providers that people are used to oh i love that you asked me this question so fast is completely margin neutral so we always have one of the simplest commercial models when it comes to commercial discussions brands is sign almost instantly we match your existing payment rate whatever you're currently paying for payments to a traditional payment processor that's just powering the payment form at the end of your checkout flow, we match that rate. So anytime somebody clicks fast checkout, we charge you the exact same rate as if they just went through your typical checkout form, nothing more. Um, so it's it's a margin neutral exercise for brands. There's no setup fees. There's no hidden fees at all. It is just the same amount that you'd already be paying, but you get all the benefits of fast. You get all of our tech essentially for free. You get all the conversion rate increase, average order value increase. You get headless checkout everything so it's, it is a um a, an extremely easy commercial model excellent um we've covered all our questions and that was yeah as paul said really enjoyed the energy and enthusiasm it's always nice when when people feel passionate about what they're what they're providing so thanks don for coming on to the podcast of course thanks so much for having me um and also if people want to learn more or maybe people have got more technical questions about a specific use case who mm-hmm. who do they reach out how do they reach out Fast.co, um, just go to www.fast.co. Um, if you're a business, you can go to fast.co forward slash sellers, S-E-L-L-E-R-S, or you can email sales at fast.co. Love Wonderful. You. And thanks for everyone who's listening. I hope you found that uh, an interesting episode too. Keep an ear open for the next episode. We land new one every Tuesday. And please do subscribe um, if you haven't already and give us a rate on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Until next week, everyone. Thanks so much. For more information on this topic, head over to replatform.fm for our audio podcasts. To discuss a project, or if you'd like to chat about any of the topics covered in this episode in more detail, please reach out to myself, James Gerd, or my co-host, Paul Rogers, via LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and keep your ears peeled for the next episode.